It's been more than a year since our 2020 travel plans were disrupted because of the COVID-19 pandemic. But with vaccination programs now in place in many countries around the world and travel corridors opening up, is now the time to start planning our summer vacations. There's a number of financial factors to consider, however, before we take the leap. Will airlines be offering budget-friendly airfares or will we see a surge in prices because of demand, for instance? And what happens if a country you're planning to visit suddenly becomes an infection hotspot? Will airlines be as forgiving as they were last year when our travel plans were cancelled at the last minute and we weren't penalised for it? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the Personal Finance Editor at The National. Joining me today is Hayley Skirka, the National's travel correspondent, who's here to talk about this year's best travel deals. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favourite podcasting app. Welcome to the show, Hayley. Hi, thanks for having me. So it's been a long time. A lot of us have been able to travel, um, you know, and now that, you know, travel corridors are opening up, people are getting vaccinations. Do you think that we'll see lower airfares during, you know, this summer or will prices surge as more vaccinated people book holidays? To be honest, I think it will be a little bit of both. I think for the next month or two, we'll probably see airfares continue to be quite low. Um, although more people are obviously getting vaccinated um, across the world, the majority of people are still not fully vaccinated. Um, so I think there's quite a long way to go until we're in a majority of vaccinated travellers. Um, and because of that, airlines are having to work to get people back in the air and they're doing that by offering lower airfares. So I think for the next few months, we'll still see some bargain airfares. That being said, I think fares will start to rise for places that have been closed to travellers when they reopen. I'm just also wondering, you know, last year, airlines were understandably much more flexible when it came to cancellations. But, you know, with infection hotspots continuing to pop up around the world, India is a good example. Will travellers be given the same flexibility if their flights are cancelled and not be penalised? Well, I think at the moment, many airlines um, are still offering flexible tickets on new bookings. Obviously, the pandemic is very much not over and airlines are aware of that. And they realise that people are reluctant to travel when there's still so much uncertainty around. So I, in the UAE, for instance, Emirates, they are offering, still offering 24 months validity on any new booking. Uh, so within that time frame, travellers can change their date of travel or they can request a refund. You can even change your destination with no fees to pay other than any fare difference. And Etihad from Abu Dhabi has a similar policy in place. So they allow unlimited changes on any new bookings. And again, you can rebook to travel to another destination on the airline's network. I think the cutoff date for Etihad is September 30th. So before that, if you make any changes, there's no fees. And of course, that could be extended. But for the minute, you've got until September 30th to book um, flexible tickets. I guess one tip when you're searching for flights is to not necessarily just look for the cheapest fare. An idea is to use a site like Skyscanner or Make My Trip or Google Flights. Just put in your where you want to go and find the best fares. But then spend a little bit of time just researching those fares and seeing what exactly the price includes. Because often if you have to pay additional fees for checked baggage, meals on the fly, or to choose your seat, then uh, you might end up having a more expensive fare. Um, and then you also have to factor in rebooking fees if something was to change in your travel plans. 
So it's definitely worth doing your research. And perhaps also reading the fine print before you you start booking your flights because these could change, right, depending on what happens with the pandemic. I think um, definitely read the the fine print. It's obviously a very different time for travel. Even if you've been traveling for the last 20, 30 years, things have changed. So it's worth reading the fine print. And then once you've read it, it's worth keeping an eye on your airline, on their website or your email because they are changing things um, to react to the COVID-19 restrictions. And things are changing on a weekly, sometimes even on a daily basis. Um, So keep an eye on that and make sure that your airline has your correct contact details, because if anything does change last minute, they're going to email you. And if you've got the wrong email address, then you're going to be at, well, you're not going to find out until it's a bit too late. Another thing to look out for um, is whether airline tickets include um, COVID-19 insurance. So Emirates, Etihad, Fly Dubai, and I think Air Arabia include this for travellers from the UAE, which gives you um, just peace of mind if you were to get COVID-19 when you're overseas. But a lot of airlines wouldn't include that. So um, if it's not included in your airline ticket, then you need to have your own travel insurance in place that does cover that. You mentioned, you know, travel has changed a lot, um, you know, since COVID. Have you done any travelling over the past year? What notice? What changes have you noticed? I'm going to be perfectly honest. No, I have not done any travelling over the past year. I know, me either. I really miss it. I have to say, um, you know, in 2019, I did so much travelling. Um, it was amazing. Just I haven't been on a flight since, well, before Christmas 2019. Same, actually. December 2019. However, I am hoping to go to uh, Montenegro um, next month. And just even looking at the planning for that, like there's many things that you need to factor in now that you didn't before. Like you have to check, are you eligible to travel there? Um, do you need a PCR test? Do you need a vaccination? How far in advance must you take the PCR test? So th- there's a lot of things that you didn't have to factor in before that are now just part of normal travel. So are you seeing any good summer deals, though, for the destinations on the UAE's green travel list? Where are they if, if, there, if there are deals to be had? So, yeah, the UAE uh, green travel list has been extended by quite a bit. But in reality, probably less than half of those destinations are open to UAE travellers. Of the ones that are open, there are some good bargains to be found. Morocco it has been open to UAE travellers and it's on the green list. Um, and Etihad has promotional fares direct from Abu Dhabi to Casablanca. Casablanca is a city that often gets a bit overlooked in Morocco. Most people would go Marrakesh or to Fez, um, but it actually has some, some really nice sites and it's, it's got a really nice vibe. So definitely, definitely worth a visit. And then one of the other places that's on the green list where you can definitely get some bargain airfares at the minute is the United States. So they are open for travellers from the UAE and Etihad have, got, Etihad have fares um, for under 3,000 dirhams to several different locations in the US. If you fly with Etihad, you can also clear US immigration in Abu Dhabi. So that saves you sort of time and hassle on the other end. So yeah, the US is another good pick. And then typically a place that's not thought of as a bargain destination, but the Seychelles, it's not on the UAE green list but there is a vaccine corridor in place with the UAE. So as long as you're vaccinated, you can go there with no quarantine either side. Air Seychelles has ramped up the number of flights that it's operating from Dubai. And of course, Etihad are flying from Abu Dhabi. It has a reputation for being sort of luxury honeymooners destination. 
but there are some budget options to be found as well and some really good family-friendly um, places to stay. So that, that's another good one to consider. And then finally, um, Kyrgyzstan. Air Arabia just announced this morning that they're resuming flights to Kyrgyzstan um, from July. I think fares were 1,500 dirhams. And again, it's another one where once you're there, once you're on the ground, costs are low. So yeah, quite a few good options on the green list. Definitely there is. Uh, which one do you think represents the best value for money? Would it be Russia or the US, do you think? Um, I mean, I think the flight prices to the US right now are really good. One thing I would say is that um, domestic tourism in the States has is booming at the minute. So accommodation there might not be as cheap as you might find in, say, Russia or in Morocco. Okay. And what about, I mean, there's a lot of expats in the UAE, which you've mentioned already, you know, who are wanting to travel to the UK uh, towards the end of the summer. But while we wait to hear if the UAE will be added to the UK's green list, are there any wallet-friendly amber destinations that people could wait out if they're trying to get back to the UK without paying high hotel quarantine fees? Yeah, there there are. Um, so actually, just before the first UK traffic light announcement, I had booked flights back to the UK um, for myself it, for June in the hope that we would be greenlisted. Um, obviously, the UAE wasn't. And to be honest, I don't see that changing in the near future. Um, although I've got everything crossed for an amber move at some point over summer. But until then, if people are trying to get back to the UK from the UAE and they don't want to spend the nearly £2,000 for hotel quarantine, there's a couple of amber destinations that would be a good option. So some of the popular places um, are Greece, uh, Cyprus, Spain is another one if you're vaccinated. And Egypt is also amber and so is Serbia. And Serbia has the vaccine corridor with the UAE, so you wouldn't have any quarantine um, on return if you go via Serbia. Georgia is another pick that's on the UK Amber list and Fly Dubai are flying to both Atumi and Tbilisi so you can get um, budget airfare. And then there's some good deals on hotels. Um, Make My Trip have a three-night stay in the Alliance Hotel, which is it's in Tbilisi and it's just about 10 minutes from the old city, so it's a really good destination. You can get three nights, including breakfast, for 250 dirhams. So some good budget picks there. And then another off-the-radar suggestion is Montenegro. So they've reopened to travellers from the UAE as long as you can show a negative PCR test. And there you can book accommodation on Airbnb for like $30, $40 a night. Um, previously, you would have had to go via Turkey um, with um, Turkish Airlines, which wouldn't work if you're going back to the UK because Turkey's on the UK red list. But now Fly Dubai are starting direct flights from Dubai to Montenegro from the end of June. I think it's June 25th. Um, but from the end of June, you'll be able to fly into Montenegro, spend 10 days there, and then fly on to the UK. Although one thing that, that travellers should know is that although they say you need to spend 10 days outside of a red list country, it's always better to err on the side of caution and make it 11 days or even 12. Because you don't want to get to the UK and suddenly they, they say you're a day short and then you have to do your hotel quarantine anyway. So always add an extra day on. Um, so there's an 11 day stay, just depending on flight times, whether you come in before or after midnight, just so that it works in your favour. 
That's a very good tip. Thank you for that one. Um, what about what else can travellers do to save money on their holidays this year? I mean, are hotels also coming to the party and offering good deals, um, you know, along with the airlines? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some um, hotel deals. You can use loyalty points. You can use some of your airline points that may be ready to expire because you've not been flying. You can often use them to book hotel stays. Another option is to look at things like Holiday Factory or Etihad Holidays, where you book a package flight and hotel deal. Even if you don't stay in that hotel, often it works out cheaper to book the package deal and then choose whichever hotel you want to stay in if you have a certain one in mind. And book early, like especially if there's flexible booking policies. If you book something now and lock in that price, if you've got the option to change it later, then you're not going to lose out on anything. Um, and the prices as travel rebounds are only going to start to increase. Student discounts is another um, thing to look out for. Some hotel groups offer student discounts. And even on um, sort of Emirates and Etihad, if you're a student, you can get a 10% discount. So always worth checking that. I think the only other thing really is, I mean, obviously it's a personal choice whether you get vaccinated or not, but being vaccinated can get you discounts and perks on some travel services. Um, just this morning, Qantas, the Australia's national airline, said that it's introducing a new promotion to encourage Australians to get vaccinated. Um, and they're giving away a year's free flight to 10 different families. And in the US, United Airlines is doing a very similar promotion where if you're vaccinated, um, you can win two flights, uh, two tickets every month to flights to any destinations on United Airlines network for a year. So getting vaccinated could end up saving you some money as well. It's definitely worth it to get vaccinated, which brings me uh, to our final question, which is about people not being vaccinated. Will they be restricted from flying? Should they be focusing more on staycation deals, for instance, rather than flying? I mean, it depends. Some destinations have said that they will only accept vaccinated travellers. So Iceland, for instance, is only accepting vaccinated travellers and Spain, even though it's reopening um, next week, it's only reopening to vaccinated tourists first. So there are definitely places that you won't be able to go for the moment if you're not vaccinated. Also, it depends on which airline you fly with. Um, again, thinking of Qantas, the, the CEO of Qantas has said that um, to fly on a Qantas airline, you must be vaccinated. It's been, it hasn't been rolled out yet because they still haven't restarted their international flights, but that is the policy that they are looking at going forward. If you're not vaccinated, you can definitely still travel, but you may have additional quarantine to consider or you might have to do additional PCR tests, which could end up um, being a little bit expensive. So a good option might be to stay in the UAE where there are plenty of summer staycation deals to look out for. Many hotels also do UAE resident offers, which are even cheaper than some of the summer promotions. So worth looking out for those. I mean, I guess if you're staying in the UAE all summer, then I would just say don't book a staycation over the Eid holiday when the prices of hotels tend to rise quite sharply. Excellent. Thank you, Hayley. No problem. It was lovely chatting to you. Thank you this week to Hayley Skirk at the Nationals Travel Correspondent. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pf at thenational.ae. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. 
This episode was produced by Arthur Edison, and I've been your host, Felicity Glover. <laughs>